Okartov, we are in Mizmor Nun Bet of Tehillim. And in the previous chapter of Tehillim, we gave the historical context of the psalm as after David sinned with Bathsheba. And the Mizmor, the psalm, was a psalm of penitence in which David was asking for forgiveness and asked for God to, to recreate within, it, within him his pure soul and there was a beautiful piece at the end about the fact that the real korban to God is a broken spirit that's the real korban that's that's the ultimate korban to God is true uh, um, true heartfelt prayer or true heartfelt penitence and and we actually pointed out the interesting comparison between how Tehillim understands Korbanot or the real Korbanot versus Yeshaya and Micha and other books in Tanakh and how we always see Korbanot within Tanakh it, it is always emphasized that Korbanot are not the essence of Yahadut but what comes with the Korban so in this case it would be the broken spirit was the idea now along those lines of a Mizmor based on David's historical situation with Bathsheba, we have another Mizmor, Nunbet, the, the one we're studying today, which is also based on another event in David's life. And that was earlier on in his life, in the book of Shemuel Aleph, when David was running away from Shaul, he, when he first chose to run away from Shaul, he, um, he went to the city of Kohanim. He went to the city of Kohanim, because it was a city nearby that he could go to, and that that and and he didn't have any any food or any uh, weaponry or anything, and he went and he asked the Kwanim to feed him. Now the Kwanim, not understanding that David was running away from the king, they said, "Okay, David is a general of the king. He's a good guy, so let us help him out." So the Kwanim helped David out. They gave him something to eat. They gave him a weapon. But it happened to be that one of the servants of Shaul, Doeg HaAdomi, was there at the time when they were helping David. And he went to Shaul when Shaul was distraught, and he actually told Shaul about what the Kohanim did. Now from the Kohanim's perspective, David was, in, was just a general who was, who, needed, who was on a mission and needed food. So they weren't doing anything, any sort of rebellion against the king, against Shaul. However, because of the report of Doeg, of this man, basically saying that the Kohanim were trying to implicate the Kohanim for, for helping David, Shaul ended up destroying the city and killing all the Kohanim in the city. Okay? So now, uh, and then when David heard about this, David felt very bad, but it also... Speak, it also spoke poorly of the man Doeg, who was the one who said that Lashon Hara. So in this Mizmor, we're going to be comparing the, this Doeg, the man who reported to Shaul about what the Kohanim did. Uh, we're going to compare him and his Lashon Hara to the ways of the righteous. Okay? And that's going to be the, the backdrop for this Mizmor. Okay? So Lam Nasiach Maskili David, for the conductor... A maskil song for David. Bevo doeg haadomi vayaged leshaul vayomer lo ba David el bet achimelech. 
This psalm is about when Doeg came, Doeg HaAdomi came and he told Shaul and he said to him, David has come to the house of Achimelech the Kohen. Ma titalel bira'ah gibor chesed el kol hayom. How righteous would the the strong man, the evil strong man, be? How so? How excited would the evil strong man be, were it not for the fact that God's justice, God's kindness, pervades at all times? Meaning, the the evil man would be so excited by his, all of his opportunities to do evil and to benefit from the evil, were it not for the fact that Borei Olam's kindness is the dominant force at play in the world. Pasuk Dalid, Havot tachshov lishonecha keta'ar melutash Now he's describing the evil person and what, what he thinks. He says, your tongue is thinking of lies like a sharp blade, it does, it engages in falsehood. This is the Lashon Hara told by the evil person. It's like a sharp blade, meaning it's like a weapon that kills, it could ruin a person. Pasuk 5, Pasuk He. Ahavta ra mitov sheker sela. You love evil more than good. You like lies more than speaking justice forever. And this is, again, this is the evil person he's describing. So, the Ruach Adomi knew the facts or no? Yeah, he knew, he recognized the facts. He recognized the facts. He knew that the the Quranim didn't... Yeah, 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 it was obvious. The the reason, the the way the Tanakh makes makes it look is that what happened was... One day, Shaul was in a very, very, very dark place. Shaul developed some sort of depression, and he was in one of his dark moments or one of his one of his uh, one of his depressive episodes. And then he started accusing all of his people, all of his 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 uh, advisors, of conspiring against him. And then they started getting anxious. His advisors, like the king, is starting to accuse us. Which is not which is not good. Whenever the king is, you know, a little bit, he's developed some some form of depression, so you don't know what the king is going to do. So the advisors started getting scared, and this Doeg, he knew that he had actually seen David, and he had seen David being helped. So what he did was he ratted out the Kohanim in order to save his back. And then the second he told Shaul, Shaul's like, "Oh, thank you so much, you." You've shown me mercy. And he saved himself from the wrath of Shaul. So Doeg knew what he was doing, but he was doing it to save his skin. Meaning he was doing it because Shaul was an unstable person at the time. And and he he, he thought he needed to rat these people out in order to, to make Is himself... Is that kosher, by the way? What? In order to save my life, to I endanger somebody endanger else. Somebody. No, it's not. Of course not. So I have to die? Not why is why is uh, what's the phrase they use? Why is your blood redder redder, redder than his? Be- no, there there are rules. My, my responsibility is first on well, what I mean. No, 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 no. The the halachot. If you look in, in the Rambam in the laws of Yisodei Torah, at the beginning of the Rambam, he talks about these laws, 
and let's say you have a, a goy, like an oppressive, oppressive regime amongst the goyim, and they come to the Jewish community, and they say, um, you have to give us one of your own, unless we will kill you. And under very, very, only under very, very, very specific circumstances are you allowed to actually give someone over to the goyim in order to save the, the, the people. But it's not like, in general, you're not allowed to, you can't just replace one life for another and save yourself first. No, if the not, person not, is coming to kill like that. Like, if the person is coming an, to kill a, you. A lion is attacking me, okay? okay? And in order to not to be killed, I throw somebody else to the lion. No, of course, come on. No. Definitely, definitely not. Okay. You'd, you'd, be, you'd essentially be murdering the first person and okay. then getting killed yourself. Okay. Pasukvav. Ahavta chol divrevala leshon mirma. You love all the words of destruction and, and the, lang- the language of, of uh, deceit. Gam el, and now, now he gets, uh, so he described the evil person and the person's love of lies and, and deceit. And now he's going to say what happens to this evil person. Gam el But God will come and destroy you forever. He will cut you down. And he will sweep you up from your tent, meaning he will uproot you from your home. And he will uproot you from the land of the living forever. And then, when the tzaddikim see that the evil person who is engaged in lies and deceit is uprooted from his from his life and he's destroyed. They will then fear. And they will laugh at this person. And then they will say about the man, they will say, This man didn't see God as his uh, stronghold. And what did he rely on instead? Not on God. He relied on his wealth. Or in Doeg's, let's say in Doeg's situation, on his, on his political connections. Because right? that's what he was hoping would, would save him. And this guy is, is proud and arrogant of his lies. Okay? So again, the, the way the Mizmor is looking right now is the Mizmor opens up with a description of the evil people. What happened to Oeg? Uh, Doeg, one second, he ended up getting killed. How? Um, David killed him? Trying to remember where he gets killed. Um, I'll, I'll get you the answer. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking out on what happened to him at the end. What happened to him? I think he gets killed. I have to check again. Okay. I don't know. I just studied it like two months ago, but I'm blanking on it. He never, so he says, this person does not. So the Tzadikim, they didn't laugh at the Rasha who was getting destroyed and saying, see, this person tried to rely on his own wealth. And on his own uh, political connections, let's say in Doeg's case, but it didn't work out for him. And then this is what's going to give the tzaddikim their faith in God, that God is, uh, he executes justice. And I, the tzaddik or David, I am like a 
a uh, well-watered uh, olive tree in the house of God. I have faith in the kindness of God forever. I will thank you God forever for you have done good. And how does it translate? Do you have a translation there? I will tell your name that it is good in front of your righteous people. So at the end, David, he, uh, he, get, he says his typical thing, which is that I'm going to, to make sure the righteous ones in the world, they, they recognize that you are good, right? So at the end he says, oh, here it translates, I will place my hope in your name for it is good and I will do so in the presence of the devoted ones. Okay, so to sum up to me, it's more one more time. So to, to sum up the Mizmor one more time, the backstory of the Mizmor is this Lashon Hara that Doega Adomi said about the Kohanim that caused the, the destruction of that city, of the Kohanim city by Shaul. The Mizmor talks about how the person is constantly thinking about the evil they could do with their tongue. However, they, they would have a lot to be excited about were it not for the fact that God and His kindness are, is the most uh, operating force in the world. So ultimately, the one who is involved in treachery and in lies, he thinks he could rely on his evil and his, his wealth and his, maybe his political connections to save him. But really, God will end up uprooting him from his house and destroying the guy. Now, as a result of this man's destruction, the tzaddikim will see how God treated the one who, this lying man, and they will fear God even more. And then David finishes the Mizmor with a beautiful pasuk saying, And I, because I have faith in you, and I'm not engaged in this treachery, I am like an olive tree that's watered, that's sitting by the house of God. It's as if the house of God is like a spring that waters this tree and makes it strong. Very similar to the, to the, to the metaphor we saw in the first chapter of Tehillim, in which it describes its tzaddik as like a, a tree that's built on a river that's strong and well watered. In fact, an olive tree is, an, is a tree that the, the leaves stay green all year round. So even better. Right? That's the metaphor here. And that's David tell, speaks about how that's how he feels because he places his faith in God. And as he continues to see the kindness of God, he will, his faith will increase and he will make sure to show his faith to the masses. So the masses see also he, he, that he has faith in, faith in God. So it's a beautiful mizmor. I, I especially like the metaphor to end with the tree. Because it brings us back to another mizmor, um, and then Bezor Hashem tomorrow we will uh, we will uh, do the next one. Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen. Amen.